Hello everyone and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock. Welcome back to the podcast again for another week. And we are very pleased to have, we being me, very pleased to have in studio with us today, Jamie Dowick, owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm okay, thanks. How's your summer been? It's uh, it, It's been pretty good. I mean, listen, up until uh, I guess about a month or two months ago, um pretty uneventful a lot of golf um and obviously the last uh month plus has been super busy around here with you know starting with the junior league uh starting and then you know snowballing from there with major and this and that so been really busy just squeezed in a quick golf vacation out east myself and uh you know we're rolling around to the beginning of september that generally means uh you know, it's it's kind of go time for the upcoming NLL season. So that that's kind of where we're at right now. You got the Lehigh shirt on. Yeah. The boys are all off to school or heading off this week. Well, you, Jake's gone, so um, and he's the one at Lehigh. He he, Kath took him down on uh, last Saturday and uh, got a shirt on the way back. Pretty, you know, <laughs> it's good, man. He's excited. I'm I'm real happy for him. It, it, looks like it's a great spot for him and and i'm excited for his future there and to support the boys whatever they're doing exciting times uh let's talk a little oakville rock actually off the top i know we're, we're already off script uh, to begin with but uh this whole major series lacrosse season came about very very quickly um within you know kind of the end of july and we started about a week later um your thoughts on how this uh has gone it's a series or a, i guess a classic as we're calling it um that's involved teams kind of playing you know mixed bag of rosters with experienced guys pro guys guys that are still junior eligible this summer that have gotten into some games and stuff like that that are getting exposed for the nll draft so it's kind of served a lot of uh, purposes but what's been your take so far i, I think it's accomplished everything we wanted it to accomplish i mean my my point was you know it, it's crazy that we're not back and playing considering you know we've got this facility that we can use and, and do this and like we've done and uh so we needed to get back and we needed the league back and playing in some form and you know for us it was you know i know from an oakville standpoint it was all about you know we got two years worth of draft picks two years worth of protected players we're going to have another one coming up here you know and then all of a sudden we're going to have to get down to a 25-man list next year when when things you know get back to normal so it, it was a it, it really well, when we, you know, I say when we go out on the floor, we, we, we try and win every game. That's our mentality. But at the end of the day, this wasn't about wins and losses. This was about, you know, it was a little different for, for every player. And, and I think a 100, I think it's been great. We've had great crowds here. Um, you know, I, I think the uh, YouTube audiences have been real good with it. And I, I think we've accomplished everything we wanted to. I think it's been great. And we're still, uh, we've still got another week to go by the time uh, this podcast is released. There'll still be uh, another full week of games being played here at the Toronto Rock Athletic Centre. And, of course, we invite everyone to come on out here and check it out. If you uh, can't get here, then obviously watch the stream on YouTube. But there's been some 
pretty entertaining lacrosse played for sure the other night the tuesday night the um six nations brooklyn game i think it was yeah was a crazy finish yeah crazy well, i don't finish. even to be honest with you i still don't know what happened because i didn't really follow <laughs> up on it but I, I my understanding i mean brooklyn hadn't lost you know they got they got you know a real good young team they're all a lot of their players fit fit the bill of the guys we want yeah. to see here so i think they were five and oh and i think they had a pretty big lead late in that game and i guess six nations comes back and wins by one and makes a heck of a comeback so uh you know, it has been ex- exciting. I mean, it's it's good to see the the NLL rule the change the rule changes to the NLL stuff. Games fast, like it's just so much better than what we're used to. And wait till we put, you know, the more elite players in in the mix the following year. Hopefully, we we continue to make those changes on a permanent basis. And it's great for the game, and it's good for the fans. I think, you know, it takes away the confusion of like. Well, how is that a rule in the summer, the winter? Like, let's yeah. let's. I mean, the NLL is the league, and and I think we should all play by those rules. And I think both major series and junior A have, you know, bought into that, as you can see by what they've done, um, you know, in the weeks past. You know, I was talking to who was I talking? Somebody earlier this week, and. <laughs> We just the conversation got around to like all this stuff that's happened here in August and the fact that it has all been here yeah. at the Toronto Rock Athletic Center. Yeah. What would the state of the game be <laughs> if this building wasn't here? I mean, I don't like some of these things. I think just wouldn't have happened, right? Like. Well, yeah, they wouldn't happen the way they happened, or 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 things like that. I mean, Junior A, they probably would have done something outdoor somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that would have gone. Um, to me, real tough to be playing box lacrosse just in the straight outdoors and yeah. the sun and the heat and, you know, all those things. Um, no, it's been great. I mean, you know, it, 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 it speaks about this building and this facility and, and what it is. And, um, you know, you know how I feel about it. And I, I feel strongly that, you know, lacrosse-specific there's nothing better in, in the world uh, than this place. And, and I think we showed that being able, you know, we followed all the protocol of the government to a T. Um, so that wasn't an issue at all. And we were able to pull off these events. And, you know, my staff here did an awesome job along with, you know, the OLA and, and the Junior A League and, and all, all the participants along there. But uh, everything's gone pretty seamless here, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And, I'm proud and happy that we were able to, uh, you know, help all these things happen in, in what's been a very trying time for everyone. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, I, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, without this building and without your contributions to the game and everything, this would not, uh, we wouldn't, we probably wouldn't have seen much lacrosse at all, to be honest with you. I mean, we, in like the minor ranks, we see some centers are getting games going and I know in junior B and, and whatnot, there's been some small tournaments going, but I know even myself uh, with the junior B team, it's been very difficult just to book arena time and, and get things sorted out. Going through the municipalities has been very different. And like you said, all the protocols were followed here and, and it was a great result. There was people in here watching the games. We had people watching streams across the world. And, uh, you know, I think it really brought this building to the forefront and everything that's here. And um, that'll springboard me into my next question is stuff that's coming up here in the fall, the rock stars and rock elite league getting running again. It's going to start to feel 
even more like normal around here, I think, once those programs start going on on a weekly basis. But let's talk rock stars. We talked a little rock stars last week with uh, Challen Rogers and Matt Sawyer. But uh, what are your thoughts on things so far? And, and maybe just even rewind a little bit. Why did rock stars start? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of been talked about. Colin and I have kind of been talking about it for years, really. Um, you know, and, and with having this facility, it's like, this is something that it's it's just all about timing and and we just felt like we were in the position now that we were ready to do this and and you know it's kind of funny I, I'm super excited about this program like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I wish it was around when my kids played but it, you know because it, it's just awesome and what I believe what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish here and and uh you know, for those, so so we're launching that program. We've launched that program. Uh, the teams, I believe, are just being finalized as we probably record this. Um, we're just real excited about the future. The, just everything about it, giving the kids the, the opportunity, you know, to kind of live the 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 pro lifestyle as far as training and and coaching and and. Uh, and the way you know doing everything out of this facility in one spot and representing the rock brand and and all that so it's it's super exciting times around here as you know we've all been working very hard at this uh you know i'd say over the last six months like you know it goes back longer than that in, in the discussions and the loose planning but the last six months it's been uh you know all hands on deck lots of guys involved um behind the scenes doing great things and and uh, you know we got tons of great more announcements coming revolving that program, our Rock League Development League, our Rock League League, all that stuff. We're just ramping everything up here, and and yeah, it's you know much like the September one kind of kicks off the NLL season. I mean that's really you know the start of the new uh, track athletics program year. You know kicks off around the beginning of September. I, I saw some stuff about Masters today and. You know, there's just tons of stuff going on. So that's that's what we're here to do, and and uh, we're excited to you know get back to whatever the new normal is. And hopefully, it continues. All right, let's shift gears and uh, talk a little more Toronto Rock here. Obviously, the big news of the off season: the move from Scotiabank Arena to Hamilton's first Ontario Center. Um, we're I guess a little over three months past the announcement now. Um, what are your thoughts about where things are at and? Uh, Maybe just update us on on some stuff maybe going on off the floor that fans don't know about yet. Yeah, well, everything's been great, um, really. We've had a, a great response in, in season ticket sales and, and primarily from the Hamilton market. Um, you know, we're going to announce our schedule, and, and I would imagine in the, in the you know within the next month or so latest. Um, so that'll be exciting. We're real excited about that. Um, and and yeah, as as stuff's lifting and as September rolls around, you know we'll start to be out and about a little more in Hamilton and doing things and and being more involved and recognized and, and all this, which is just normal timeline really for us, um, as you know, on a year to year basis. So um, you know we're excited, we're working hard, you know, making sure we're ready for that opening night there and and uh there's a lot of work to be done but once again like the people behind the scenes led by you know terry and yourself and and um you know we're 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 all heading down the right path so um excited about that one question that's popped up this week about uh 
you know, I, I think this would have popped up regardless of where we were playing necessarily. But uh, vaccinations and that situation, we know we've had some questions this week about whether or not uh, fans would be required to show proof of vaccination or negative tests to play at First Ontario Centre. Uh, maybe just update us on if there's been conversations yet or what your thoughts are on how that's going to uh, unfold as we get closer to December. Yeah, well, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, but this week uh, MLSC and made an announcement about what the situation was going to be at Scotiabank Arena, obviously our former home. Um, I believe what they are doing is proof of double vaccination gets you in or a negative test um, within a certain time period before the event. So I would have to think that, you know, if I was a betting man, which sometimes I like to do, <laughs> uh, I would have to think that's probably what you're looking at at First Ontario Centre. I would think that the double vaccinated people, you're going to have to prove that, how, how that you know, I think all those things are still yet to be determined, but I imagine at some point there's got to be an app with, you know, the, where you can put your your vaccination certificate into your wallet type deal on your phone, and yeah. and it if you're not um, vaccinated, you'll you'll have to prove a, a show up with a test and, and a negative test, and so I would assume that that's what it will be. Still don't know. I mean, there's lots of conversations happening. It's not like ultimately we're the ones that are making a decision. We're in cons cons consultation. consultation. <laughs> Thank you very much with uh, First Ontario Centre and everyone. But I just say, looking around the country, in Canada, um, it seems to be the the way everyone's kind of going. So I would think it would be no different there. And do you think that's going to be something that is going? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just goes without saying that it's going to put fans' minds at ease, but. Do you feel that, you know, we might see maybe an increase in ticket sales and stuff like that once that announcement is made that, you know, once the community, the sports fans, they feel a higher sense of safety that that's going to maybe trigger some purchases coming up? Or do you think I think I think everyone knows what what's going on here? I mean, like it is what it is. This is yeah. the way it is. And I, I think this is the way we're headed down. Um you know, does does it make someone feel more comfortable with those situations? Probably. Um, you know, I can only speak for myself and and, and how I, I would feel. Um, you know, being double vaccinated and and you know, I'm I, I just you know I just want to get back to normal <laughs> as much as possible. You know, and and yeah, I want to see that building full and 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 you know, I don't want to see it that. Only people that are have been vaccinated are allowed in there, and and I don't want to see, you know, and and those people that are cho have chose not to for whatever reason, they still have an opportunity to be able to attend. They just have to go through a test, and that's what they did in the NFL last year. That's like, it's just the new normal, I think, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know that it still gives everyone the opportunity to be there. Restricted and unrestricted free agency, uh, things opened up uh, at the start of August and uh, shortly after that, um, Damon Edwards, a key part of this team for a long time and a, a big part of uh, the locker room for sure in Toronto, he decided to uh, explore unrestricted free agency and sign with the New York Riptide um, on a one-year deal. Um, maybe take us through uh, what you are able to or want to share about about that uh 
you know, experience and, uh, you know, just what it means losing a player like Damon Edwards, who, uh, like I said, was a big part of this team's locker room. Yeah, well, let me first start by saying, you know, like, love Damon. You know, Damon's been with me probably 10 years, close to 10 years. Um, you know, he's been a huge part of this team. And, and um, you know, I'll start by saying that. I, I, and I wish him nothing but the best. But, you know, um, it is business. And unfortunately, you know, hey, we, we tried to resign Damon. Um, you know, we wanted Damon back. And, and he was, you know, we presented him with an offer. Uh, he chose to go another direction, and, and and I understand why he did, and and uh, that's the, the the right he earned, um, and he chose to do that. So, uh, listen though, lines of communication were open, you know, prior to the deadline, during the deadline, after the deadline, um, you know, like I said to Damon when we last talked, like, listen, bud. You know, you're 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 a member of the Toronto Rock family. You always will be, and this doesn't change anything. I mean, yeah, it sucks. Uh, you know, for, for you know, I'm sure we both feel that way a little bit. That it sucks that this happens, but you know, like I said, it it is a business, and you know, it, it, there's a business component for this for the players as well. So zero hard feelings. Love him, be a big fan, you know, obviously when he's not playing us. But, uh, you know, Damon Edwards is always welcome in this building and in that room downstairs. And, you know, he's always going to be a Toronto Rock as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I wish him the best. But, um, you know, we, we kind of – I was aware of what, what was kind of going on all along, I think. And, and unfortunately, uh, well – this is the way it played out. Everything happens for a reason, right? Um, and, and uh, you know, I feel good about the stable we have on the back end and, and um, you know, what it creates an, op- an opportunity for, for someone else in, in that role. Is there a particular uh, Damon memory that sticks out to you or something you're always going to remember Damon for? For me, it's always like, and this is a weird thing, but his runoff at the end of second warm-up, when yeah. he would be going 300 miles an hour across the floor and probably would have run over anybody in the in the runway of the tunnel that was always that like signature thing that Damon like I watched for that before the game started it kind of got got me fired up watching that too but like uh you know is there any particular a well, game a memory anything that he did like any of those things that would be a lasting memory of Damon's yeah, time here I mean you know and and, and the, I hate to say it first and foremost but you know the injuries Damon's battled with here yeah. in Toronto. Um, you know, he, he was dealt a lot of bad breaks and, uh, you know, always felt really bad for him as those happened. And he always took those head on. And everyone knows Damon, I mean, like in an unbelievable shape and takes great care of his body. And, you know, obviously to no one's surprise, he, he came back from all of those things and whatever. So, you know, just his tenacity and his, his drive and all that stuff to kind of overcome all those really bad breaks that he was dealt along the way. You know, for me, on the floor, um, you know, the Damon kind of pull up, running down the floor, pull up, let that shot go, top, top, cheese. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. that, that's that's Damon. <laughs> like, that's yeah. that's just, that's his thing. And, and then, you know, thirdly, like, just just a great teammate like uh you know got along with everyone was respected by everyone liked him everyone respected him you know 
didn't have to deal with Damon once in uh, in his time here with any any bullshit or whatever. It's just he's just a pro pro, uh, pro class guy, you know. Great, great, uh, you know. I, I I have nothing but good memories of his of his time with us, and and that that's how I'll remember it. And, and uh, you know, there you go. Yeah, and I also like to give him a little tip of the cap too for the damon 45 school program and getting to work on that with him uh last year and getting all that going was uh was a great experience and a valuable one i think and you know who knows maybe that's something uh when damon's playing career is over maybe yeah we, we listen we even talked like about yeah. like i mean honestly you know when we started that last year like that was something damon wanted to do and he asked me to get on board with him and, on it and and uh i wanted to support him in that and and you know, I we didn't get into it in our last conversation, but you know, I did say to Damon along the way, you know, like the reality is that doesn't really change much. Like, you know, you want to still do that program. You know, we're happy to kind of work with you and support you. And and you know, you go play for another team, that doesn't mean you know. You, like I said, you you're always a rock, as far as I'm concerned. And and you live here, and, and we're the team in your market. And so yeah maybe maybe that some of that does continue down the road maybe here's this and 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 it sparks a conversation but like that's what i'm talking about like there's you know damon and i are good um you know and and that's there she goes um as far as uh what's up next on the nll calendar obviously we've got the national lacrosse league draft and by the time uh we pumped this out on Friday. The league will have made an announcement, uh, quote unquote, earlier today, uh, that the draft has moved virtual and it will no longer be in Buffalo, New York, on uh, August the 28th. But it will be still uh, streamed the first and second rounds on TSN's digital platforms, and uh, fans will be able to dial in. Um, they won't see me. That's what I was going to <laughs> So, what are the plans for rounds one, two, and three? And and this is the kind of funny haha thing or peculiar whatever however you want to say it's funny but um it, you know the not picking that we're not going to be the rock will not be on the broadcast <laughs> in a traditional sense i'm sure maybe there will be a couple of uh cutaways to uh us here in uh in oakville at the track uh, getting ready to make our fourth round pick 58th overall but um Thoughts on the draft coming it's gonna up. Be, it's gonna be, and the virtual I mean, version again. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you know, we could have pulled it off here 100% live, but hey, they they wanted to do it in Buffalo, and and now they want to go virtual, which I think they had. Well, they had no choice because you can't get over the board, the land border right now. Um, as as you're well aware of, uh, you know, our plan was to hunker down here at the track as a staff anyways, and, and you were going to represent us in Buffalo. I don't know. You might have been flying by Philadelphia with a nine-hour layover, but uh, which we hadn't really talked about yet because we wow. thought you were going to drive. But um, listen, we're, uh, uh, you know, we have three picks late in the draft. Uh, we moved picks, obviously, Jason Noble, Mitch Disnew, this, that, whatever. Um you know we got a lot of players with 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 the drafts the last couple of years and guys not playing for us um we have a lot of numbers so um you know 
we'll, we'll be ready and, and, and we'll fire three picks in rounds four, five, and six, and, and, and we'll see what the, these guys can bring to the table. Um, you know, our roster's pretty pretty well uh, kind of set heading into camp here, and uh, outside of those draft picks, I don't know if you're going to see any other action on our, our side leading up to the training camp. So for Rock fans out there, uh, we'll talk more about the draft, I guess, next week. But um, 58th overall, the last time we picked 58th, Troy Holochuk Whoa. in 2019. Uh, 2017, a couple of good late-round picks. Uh, 40th overall, Josh Jubinville, but 57th overall, just one away from where we grabbed Holochuk, Dan Craig was selected 57th yeah, he was almost mr irrelevant wasn't he he was he, very close yeah yes i mean that that was a weird one i still i still argue with chugger thinks we took dan craig was like a wall like leading up yeah. to that draft he was a junior a mvp yes um with, our with guys Barry, had a yeah. relationship with him maddie and this and that and you know he hadn't played box for a bunch of years and you know, he wasn't returning anyone's calls leading up to the draft. No one even knew, really, if he wanted to play. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think when we drafted him even, he was convinced he was going to play. Like, there was a – if I recall correctly, there was a time a little bit later where he was like, yeah, this is what I want to do again and whatever. But, listen, sixth round, um, you're throwing darts there. And it was like – you know, it was one of those situations where it's like – you know, this guy's got top five talent when he five years ago in junior A. Yeah. He just hasn't played since. So if he wants to come back and play, there's a chance. And, uh, you know, Dan Craig's been great for us since the day we brought him in. He's progressed nicely year to year over year. And he's a guy we're looking to, uh, you know, be a huge piece of our left side and lead lead us uh, on that side going forward. So um, you you never know. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, but yeah, that was uh, we got we got real lucky with him, I think. And surprised someone else didn't really do it ahead of us because it wasn't like we did it in third or fourth round. Like we no, did it in the yeah. sixth round, the last round of the draft. And and uh, you know, to me, it's like, hey, I'm going to take that shot, and if if somehow it works out, great. And if not, hey, it was a sixth round pick. And I've had uh, several conversations with Dan actually, and, and when he resigned recently. Um I guess a couple of years ago now or last summer. Um, I, the conversation, uh, this is, uh, we've been waiting kind of to do the podcast with Dan because I've said, you know, his story, as he's told it to me, is pretty incredible in the fact that I'll, I'll make the long story really short, but essentially because of some injuries and whatnot, he'd kind of fallen out of love with lacrosse. Yeah, and and basically coming back to training camp and being with the Rock, and even when he got here, like you said, even in training camp, I can remember he was still kind of injured, right? When he when he yeah, went through training camp, up, and yeah. it was it was still like, you know, what what's he going to be? And um, anyways, it's a it's a great story, and and we'll let him tell it in his own words uh, at some point here in the near future. But yeah, I mean, he he's a big one that uh, we hit on, and I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of other. Dan Craig's out there at that time, a former junior A MVP that's floating around in the uh, in the sixth round. But you never know. Uh, I think we're past those days. I yeah. Think these guys, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I've seen. Uh, that's not that know, long ago. It was 2017. Okay, it's, but yeah. I was gonna say, like in my 10, 12 years in this league, yeah. like people you know, have gotten smarter. Yeah. It, well, <laughs> it just the the 
I don't know if people have gotten smarter. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> what I'm going to say is like they're more guys don't fly under the radar and you know you start seeing darts being thrown in you know third round it, it depends on your situation but guys will start doing that you know maybe as early in the third round um, you know awesome american field players that have never played box or you know so i, I just think people are more prepared um you know there, there's still some bad picks and there's still some <laughs> great picks you know Speaking of American uh, field players, is that uh, is that ever a route? I know we've got T.D. Erlen. We can talk a little bit about him. But um, is that ever a route to go down again to possibly sign, you know, a free agent guy or whatever to, to bring into camp and and see what uh, what's there and what's coachable and that kind of thing? Well, I'm, I'm open to it in the, in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of feel like, just because we got really, 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 really lucky with Tommy <laughs> and even even yeah. Kieran for that matter, um, you know it, it's once again I think like once we kind of got you know Tom was just a street free agent yeah. and uh, you know I I, I got to thank Shooter for that one but it, it's like as soon as that happened that really kind of you know I noticed a big change like though none of those guys were slipping through the draft yeah. like Tommy goes through the I imagine well, he would have never been drafted I'm sure in the NLL and and you know so th- those things don't slip through the cracks anymore uh, you know TD TD was interesting to us because you know he he fills a specific role in a role like we need felt like we could upgrade in and and uh, you know I'm open to it where they live and being able to practice with us with excuse me with us is huge uh, td living in upstate new york like he'll be able to be here on tuesday night's practice and you know for an american kid that's never played the box game he needs to be here because you know we want him to learn our defense and become a part you know not just a fo- face-off guy on our team so um that that's the biggest factor right now especially for an american that's never played before um, you know, Tommy's in New York. He comes to a little bit of practice now. I mean, the first few years, he came up every Tuesday night and flying back and forth. And, yeah. you know, obviously we've tweaked it a little bit because it benefits both of us now. And he's a little more familiar with stuff. And we'll do some stuff on the weekend when, he, when he's around. But, you know, I, I tell people, you know, Kevin Crowley. Remember, we had Kevin Crowley here at yeah. one point, and And I love Kevin. And, and – uh, you know, he was living in Philly at the time, and it just it wasn't going to work even outside of the practice thing. It's just Philly's not, you know, not like New York where you got three airports and flights every hour, and, and you can make lots yeah. of stuff work, and the price, you know, Philly, not as many flights, more expensive. It just, you know, um, so, hey, listen, anyone that can help, we, we've, we've, you know, we don't go crazy in that department, but I feel like we've been pretty successful in identifying um, guys that that we believe in. And to me, the biggest thing with these American guys that have never played our game, number one question, like for me, is like, how bad do you want to play this game? Mm-hmm. And and that's what where we've hit every guy that's come through here. Um, you know, the Toms, the Kierans, TD, no different from talking to him. Like these guys, you know, they want to play indoor NLL game and they want to be good great you know like that's just who they are right so 
that's the biggest thing. They got to buy in and not just I'm playing NOL lacrosse and going to be a part of it. They got to fully buy into yeah. the the whole process. And and we've been extremely. And to me, that's just you know knowing who you're drafting, character, what what they're all about, and all those things. And you know, no different than you know things we're looking for in in our Canadian guys. Mm-hmm. We'd be remiss uh, before we wrap up here if we didn't mention uh, the passing of Joe Dawson um, last weekend. The uh, father of Dan Dawson, obviously of the Toronto Rock, and uh, Paul Dawson um, of Rochester. Um, Jamie, I know you knew Joe pretty well and for a long, long time. Um, previous to Dan, obviously coming here as yeah. a member of the Rock. Um, to be honest with you, like <laughs> talked to Joe less since Dan was a member of the. Rock. Listen, I'm glad you brought this up. I, I, I have known Joe. Da- I've known Joe Dawson for. Whew, a good 20 years at least. Like, uh, as, as you know, one of my best friends is married to Polly and Danny's sister, and, and they've probably been married, 20, you know, 20 plus years. So I've known Joe for a long time and, and had a relationship with him long before I owned the Toronto Rock. And I had Joe and his family in my suite in 2005 at the, at the ACC at the time to watch Arizona. And remember you know me being the only one in there cheering for the rock and him just you know <laughs> like joe 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 was like you know he was your cop he loved to just do things like he'd show up here in his police outfit and he'd have his handcuffs out and he'd be cuffing people up and like just he or he'd try and get me like he, he was just a he was a jokester but you know he loved his boys, man, and um, not that he didn't love his girls, but uh, you know he was—he was just one of those proud dads, and he'd do anything. He'd fly to, you know, uh, Arizona. Came with us to the All Star. Well, game yeah, that, that was great. We took him. We took him to that, and yep. and I think that was real fun for him to see how the rock rolled because he <laughs> he always want. Listen, it's too bad that the last year and a half, you know, or. You know, he didn't. He didn't really get to see Danny play here too much because, you know, that w- that was always a dream of his, and always something I kind of nagged him about was like, yeah, he, dispersal Dan's played for every team, but he hasn't <laughs> played for me, and he, I just, he always wanted that, and but he was just, you know, he was the ultimate. He, he he just traveled everywhere to see his kids play, and he was the most proud dad in the world, and and you know, good times, good laughs. I got him a couple times, and you know, like he was a prankster, and and I got him, I got him a few times, and <laughs> you know, I, I listen, gonna miss him, man, miss him, and those boys will carry on his legacy. I, you know, even even Petey's wife, like I see Joe Dawson in her, like that that lives on, <laughs> and and um, you know, like I said, everyone, you know, everyone's parents are great, and we all have, but you know, I think one of the you know, quote unquote lacrosse dads that a lot of people knew, yeah. and uh, he touched a lot of people. And and I heard Paulie talking about it on his back of the bird and the, the you know the outpour of love and you know and everyone had a Joe story and and uh, yeah, I'm glad well, you brought I'm glad you brought it up uh, because uh, you know we're gonna miss him. 
I would also say a lot of rock staff, ticketing staff, have, oh, have Joe's stories. I mean, his, his visits to the rock office here and, and back at the old office, even down the street, were, were pretty well legendary when, you know, he would walk in and, you know, basically, you know, Danny's going to beat you guys yeah. this week. Right? Listen, like, he's still mad at uh, <laughs> Troy. Danny and I laughed about this yesterday. Like, you know, he had that first game, that Boston game. He, yep. ha- he bought like 200 tickets <laughs> and he invited every- it was my first ga- game in Toronto owning the team we just killed him in Boston we- he- both his boys were in Boston it was like the proudest night of his life and you know we all know what happened less five yeah. minutes in Pauline Doyle <laughs> boom gone Troy yeah. yelling at McCree jumped us before the whiz- boom gone <laughs> he's got 200 tickets of like Every cop, firefighter, whatever in the, in the world there. I saw him after the game. He's just cursing me. He's yelling at me in the underground. It's like, how are you in the underground? Like, why why, why are you down here by the room? And, he, and he's just giving it to me. This is, where's Courtney Lee? And, uh, just, I'll never forget it, man. I'll never forget it. We laugh. We laugh hard about that. So it's just one of the great stories about him. Yeah, we brought him on that plane ride, like, uh, to Philly. And, yeah that snowstorm and and uh yeah man man it'll be you know hey i I just you know we weird to not see him around in the rinks but you know you can live off his memories and stories and you know i hope that uh you know i know that obviously with covid and times they'll probably do a little they're doing a little private kind of family thing and whatever but i've heard there's going to be a celebration of life and you know i later in the year potentially and you know we're better to maybe do that than here and have all 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 of joe's you know the lacrosse community come here and uh you know have a few rum and cokes and and pay their respects to uh to a great lacrosse dad so a great person so there you go for sure we love you joe and uh, of course our condolences out to the dawson family and uh, i think the lacrosse community like you said of uh a huge outpouring of support to the family too and and great stories exchanged as well so we will miss uh one of the great lacrosse dads here that's uh left us and but definitely left his mark on the game and uh lots of people around the lacrosse community in ontario and beyond so rest in peace joe uh i think that'll about wrap uh things up here for the show boss unless you got anything else you want to touch on before we uh wrap this up no i i think uh you know, I'm I'm becoming a little bit of a podcast. Uh, I got to jumble all my podcasts oh, here. You know, I got right. lots going on here. It's good. I'm glad you got this back going up. I think it's great. You know, I you know, and I know we talked about it, and um, I don't know how long we've run here, but uh, I think these are great to do on a weekly basis. Yeah. And just kind of keep our fans. You know, we just want to provide them with information, entertain them, let them know what's going on, and and. Uh, you know, obviously, anyone's got any kind of questions or this and that, like, we want, we want to answer them. That's what this is all about. You're doing a good job. I'm glad you got it back up and going and, and look forward to uh, what's next here in Rockland. So I have a crystal ball slash hindsight question for you then since we're recording this on Thursday before the Oakville Rock take to the floor. Struggles in the last few games oh, in terms of the results. <laughs> this won't air, obviously, until uh, or won't be out there until uh, Friday. But... Um, prediction slash what was the score <laughs> all right well uh yeah oakville against coburg oak yeah yes. big bad purple bears right yes chuggers 
uh, one of his alma maters, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, listen, um, yeah, lineups, uh, lineups in. You've seen it. I've yeah, seen it. Listen, we're we're piecing things together here. I mean, a lot of the guys that have, you know, the younger guys that have been regulars for yeah. us throughout this thing have have already left the school. So, um, score wise, oh, that's okay. You want to score? Yeah. Listen, we're gonna win tonight. Okay. I I, I I feel that. Like I just feel like Rosie back between the pipes. Yeah, and uh, you know, hopefully Rosie has a game for us here. But uh, yeah, I, I do feel like we'll win tonight. Colbert transition. They're gonna try and run on us. Wait, what are we gonna do here? We're gonna win. Uh, we're gonna go. Oh, we're gonna have to win this low scoring going maybe here. Let's go. <laughs> let's quite a bit of deliberation. Yeah, there is. Let's go. Let's go. Ten uh, seven. That was right around um, what I was thinking too. Maybe ten eight, eleven eight, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, let's go with that. I I've, I feel like we're gonna get. Listen, who, who do we have last? Brooklyn. I think we got yeah. Brooklyn last. They're they're. Uh, you know they like I said they've been great. We don't we don't like it's not about wins and losses, but we definitely don't need to end on that six-game losing streak in, in those nice new red jerseys. I know, so, the red jerseys. Um, you know, we, we even stuck through it last week with the red-orange. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Hey, it's uh, just good to have lacrosse back. Can't wait for the NOL. Um, you know, my, my obviously my, my first passion and my first whatever. So I'm excited about the team. I'm excited to finally get everyone kind of back and together and we'll see that i would think you know come september type deal you'll see our boys getting together and you know as i sit here and watching dawson out there just showing you know what a warrior this guy he's 40 years old showing up here four o'clock lights off bucket of balls working out shooting what a what a warrior what a warrior something that's something all right, boss, thanks a lot for doing this. Uh, that'll be wrap up this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. In the meantime and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week. Mm-hmm.